Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. The 49ers have made some defensive coaching changes. D'Amico Ryans is gone. Steve Wilkes is in. But what does it mean? What what scheme are they going to run? Are they going to keep it the same? What does Wilkes bring to the table? What's different from D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes? And then what's the fallout? D'Amico leaves. Does that mean Corey Unlund's going with him? Uh, does that mean Daryl Tapp or Chris Kacarek? Well, we got the answer to that. Chris Kacarek's not going. But there's a lot of things that still have to be figured out. And I want to get into all that in the episode, plus go over Wilkes versus D'Amico Ryans, because I think it's an interesting conversation. I think one thing to get to know uh, as we're learning about Steve Wilkes is exactly what Kyle Shanahan was looking for when he was going after his defensive coordinator. He had some pretty good prospects that he could go after, uh, and then he had other people that were involved in his decision as well. But first off, Kyle Shanahan said, and this was on February 1, this is before you know, they decided to ink Steve Wilkes to be the new defensive coordinator. He said, I'm trying to get something where we don't have much turnover. He's talking about coaching staff. You don't want to have a, a coach come in and change the entire coaching staff. But he also means terminology and scheme. Here you've got a bunch of players that have grown up in this system uh, from Robert Sala to D'Amico Ryans. And there's been consistency with the way that things are verbalized. Uh, so, you know, the things mean the same. That's why you see Fred Warner have complete command of this defense. He understands every inside and out and every single call he can radiate to the entire team, and they all know it. Every player on that defense knows what is expected of them and what they're expected to do within the defense. Then you want to keep that going on, but also you want to keep what you do well. Uh, one of the things that you do well is the wide nine scheme. Uh, you want to make sure that you have guys who are you know, able to do what Nick Bosa does, Ebucom does, but you want to get a defensive coordinator 
that still believes in that type of system because you've put a lot of effort in not just getting a really good football coach like Chris Kacarek, uh, but also drafting talent that fit that system. So when Kyle Shanahan is saying he doesn't want a lot of turnover, he's not just talking about coaching staff. He's not just talking about terminology and verbiage. He's also talking about players uh, because if you switch defensive schemes, you have to switch up some of the players. And I know that you know people have been saying it's overblown going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. In some scenarios, you're right, but in others, not so much. Uh, you do have to get a two-gap defensive tackle to play on the inside. You need to get a 350-pound guy, you know, Isaac Sopawaga-type guy that can go in there. If you remember the old days of the Green Bay Packers, a Gilbert Brown kind of guy, a Michael Carter, San Francisco 49ers 1980s-type player to man the interior part of your defensive line. They've got to be able to stop the run in the middle. And then you need five-technique defensive tackles. A defensive ends that's different uh than what you got right now eric armstead was a five tech uh deforest buckner was a five tech those are big physical defensive ends that can play on the edge the 49ers don't exactly have the personnel for it they have one eric armstead they would have to figure out everything else plus potentially have to put nick bosa standing up i think that's just the reason they didn't go with Vic fangio they went with steve wilkes it makes a lot of sense what he does on defense it fits what the 49ers do. There won't be a lot of turnover as far as personnel, verbiage, responsibilities. Uh, so it's going to be a natural progression for these. But I want to get into somewhat of the things that, you know, make both of these guys uh, very, very good and, and go over some of their ranks and, and exactly, you know, how they, um, you know, how they handle things. But I did want to read this from Kyle first. He said, I love the scheme that we run and I feel the foundation with have we have on defensive line at linebacker and corner and safety. I think our players fit well, very well into it. I'm hoping to find someone who fits us personality wise and scheme wise. Uh, so that was very, very important, um, you know, for Kyle Shanahan to find. And he found a guy like Wilkes. Wilkes has been around for a long time, secondary coach. So that's a secondary mindset, which is different from what you have from Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, who are both primarily linebacker driven. Uh, D'Amico, of course, crazy intelligent, but um, I think that they got a guy now that comes from a secondary background, and that's this is not uncommon. Lots of defensive coordinators come from a secondary mindset, especially because a lot of what, what you do on defense comes through coverage, especially in this day and age. But as you can see on the screen, their man-to-man -man rate, uh, neither one of these guys really like to run man coverage, and I've seen a lot of 49er fans talking about we need to run more man. We need to get man corners. I don't think that's what Kyle Shanahan really wants to do. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to run a lot of man. Uh, he's going to run a lot of zone coverage, and these guys run zone uh, pretty much more than anyone else in the league. Steve Wilkes, 26th in the league in man coverage rate, and then D'Amico Ryan's at 30th. So uh, Wilkes actually runs more man-to-man. Uh, then D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's one of the bottom three, but also one of the best defenses in the league. So I think that kind of gives you an idea where these guys parallel and why Kyle Shanahan would decide to go with Steve Wilkes. Uh, blitz rate. Here's where it gets interesting. D'Amico Ryan's almost middle of the road at 18th, uh, blitzing the you know the quarterback 18 out of the possible 32 in the league. Uh, where you got Wilkes at six. Wilkes is, Wilkes is more aggressive. He likes to get after the quarterback. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on because uh, one thing he likes to run is fire zone blitzes, and this has been something that's been pretty common for him uh, since he's been a defensive coordinator. And he was defensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he's been defensive coordinator 
uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, he was a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, he's been around the league, uh, but he always comes after the quarterback. They run a lot of what they call matchup zone or pattern matching zone, uh, cover three base, but he does a lot of different things with it. Uh, but when he comes to the zone, he or the blitz, he likes to run the fire zone, which means he likes to bring five guys. He likes to drop other guys off underneath. But bringing five guys, that's to be a little bit different from what the 49ers have done with Robert Sala. Uh, it didn't seem like they blitzed very much at all. It was relied on the front four to get home. With D'Amico Ryans, it felt like there was a little bit more aggressiveness, a little bit more getting after the quarterback with extra guys, whether that was a nickel corner, a linebacker, uh, safety, Taudu Fong timing up blitzes and coming after it. Well, now Steve Wilkes is a guy that's even more aggressive than that, but he likes to back it up with a zone behind it. Miko and him the same way there. So as you can see, a little bit more aggressive uh, nature from Wilkes. Uh, one high rate, so that's single high safety. Uh, so when I say single high, it's in the middle of the field. You got the one safety deep, and then the other safety is somewhere in the box uh, or or playing coverage underneath. So that's your cover three, your cover one. Uh, those are going to be single high safety type looks. And he runs those at 53% of the time, where D'Amico Ryan's at 41. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's not as in, you know inclined to run you know, a single high safety, a cover one or a cover three, uh, but to run more two deep. And that's what we'll, we'll show you right here. Is the two deep, you can see the difference. D'Amico Ryan's 56% of the time. Wilkes at 39%. Uh, so that means if you're playing more single high, that means you're either having potentially Tauno Hufanga in the box or Tashawn Gibson. If he comes back, he's in the box uh, and the other guy is single high, which does mean you put a little bit more pressure on your corners on the outside. It's not man, uh, but there are some man principles that are going to be presented because if you're in a single high safety look and you're in a cover three, for instance, you're out on an island in your zone. So if you have, you know, Diameter Lenore, Emmanuel Mosley, Tarvarius Ward, they're out there on the outside. They're going to have some man coverage responsibilities. Of course, they could run bail technique, which means they're going to give more space and keep a lot of distance between them and the wide receiver, you know, or and, and plus their eyes are also looking in the backfield. If you're running traditional man coverage, your eyes are focused on the receiver. That is your number one responsibility with zone. You can peek into the backfield. Uh, it gives you some other things because you have underneath help with a linebacker taking away the underneath portion of the routes uh, in the zone coverage, where in man, you, it's all on you. Uh, deep, close, medium, it doesn't matter. He goes across the field, you're going with him. Uh, those things are a little bit different, but both of these guys, you know, running these things, I think it's very interesting. So we're going to get lots of blitzing uh, from Steve Wilkes, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of excited about it. And another thing I was, I was really, really excited about um, was some of the things I got to see about what Wilkes was doing, and it made it interesting. Um, it, Wilkes is one of those guys that he's been doing a lot of different things, and PFF uh, was talking about the things Wilkes did, and this was way back when he was about to be with Arizona. So he's been doing this for a while with his pattern matching, cover three, uh, you know, and the things that he's allowed to do while still being able to apply pressure with four or five. Uh, they also ran zone on more plays than any other team in the NFL uh, back before he came to Arizona. So this is when he was with Carolina, when he had a lot of talent. That 2017 Carolina team made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so it was, but what was even more interesting about it, and I think this is one thing that I took away, 
was D'Amico Ryan's, since Robert Solo ran traditionally mostly cover three, D'Amico took it to more of a different type of zone, right? He would, it was a bunch, it was a variety of different zone coverages. And in 2017, um, there was no specific zone that uh, Steve Wilkes ran all the time. He ran a bunch of different things. So the Panthers led the NFL in zone coverage, but they did not lead the NFL in cover two, cover three, cover four, cover six. They ran all of them throughout the game. Uh, so he just ran a variety of different zone schemes throughout the game, and he gained advantages and kept offenses guessing. Then you throw in the fact that he's running the fire zone blitzes where he's bringing five guys, and that's putting a tremendous amount of pressure. And he did some of this with you know, the, the Cleveland Browns when he was there in 2019. Um, he would drop three. Uh, he would play three under. He would rush five, bring the fire zone blitz. I think this is an exciting form of defense that Wilkes is going to be bringing a little bit more aggressive than D'Amico Ryan's, but still a lot of the same concepts. I mean, that's the thing. The 49ers have been running a lot of cover four and cover six, cover three. Uh, those are things that they run. And of course, that means that Steve Wilkes is already kind of handling those in the right way. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing that we know what he plans on doing, uh, you know, with this overall, with this system. Uh, I think one thing also that was very, very interesting um, was what Kyle Shanahan did when he was interviewing um, the coaches is he brought in Chris Kacarek and Chris Kacarek interviewed during this whole setting, um, you know, with the, with Wilkes, they sat down. So he showed how much Chris Kacarek and what Chris Kacarek's defensive line brings to this team and how important it was. And wanted to make sure that Wilkes and Chris Kacarek to work, could work together. I thought that was very, very impressive. And I think it gives an idea of how Kyle Shanahan feels about this defense. I know he said it earlier when we read what he said, you know, about those working together. And I mean, that's the thing. You've got Chris Kacarek. He's going to be running this defensive line. So you're going to stick to that you know, chemistry and uh, understanding of what is expected of those defensive linemen, but also a scheme that has worked and brought in players uh, pretty consistently and had them play better than what they had done any other time in the NFL. Then you go back to Hollins, the linebacker coach. And so you lose D'Amico. Uh, he was your linebacker coach at first, uh, but now you've got Hollins and Hollins does a very good job as well with the linebackers. You're keeping some consistency, especially in the front seven where you've got, you know, uh, Wilkes coming in and his understanding. I mean, yes, he does. He understands all defense because he's a defensive coordinator, but his basis is secondary. So uh, I think it's really cool the way that, you know, Kyle Shanahan went about it, bringing in Chris Kacarek, you know, and making sure he was a part of the interview so they could find chemistry. His number one defensive assistant with the new defensive coordinator, making sure that it worked together. And once he got that established, then you have a, a nice working relationship and it should be more seamless. Now, there's going to be other questions that come as well because secondary coach Corey Unlin, uh, his contract expired and he has been up for the Houston Texans defensive coordinator job or at least to go in as an assistant for D'Amico Ryans. And why is that important? Well, he's been with the 49ers since 2021. He was 2020. He was a defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Uh, but one thing that Corey Unlin has brought to the football team is turnovers. Uh, he he worked you know with a lot of teams and they've caused turnovers when he's on the football uh, coaching staff. So that is something that he does. I'm sure the 49ers would have loved to have kept him, 
uh, because of his ability and his experience. Um, but, you know, he might have potential to be a defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans or at least a, you know, defensive assistant uh, because he was, for the 49ers, not just a secondary coach, but also defensive pass game specialist. Uh, 20 years in the league, he's been around, he's been with the Eagles when you know, when they were winning uh, championships. So I, I think that this is a huge loss, but how do the 49ers replace him? Well, they have a couple guys on their coaching staff that could replace him. And um, the first one that I'm going to I'm gonna bring up is Daniel Bullocks. And Daniel Bullocks has been the safeties coach. Uh, he's He's been around with the 49ers since Kyle Shanahan got there. And this is his fourth year as the team safeties coach. He could easily trans transition, you know, into the role of the passing game, you know, defensive passing game uh, coach. So I think Bullocks is one of the guys, and I've heard him mention the most uh, from everything that I've been listening to. Uh, but I also wanted to bring up another guy, and, and that is Nick Sorensen. Uh, Nick Sorensen came to the 49ers this last season. And what I found interesting about him is he does have a normal basis in special teams, uh, but he has spent time as a secondary coach, which is what he was doing with the 49ers this year. This year, he was just listed as a defensive assistant helping out. Uh, but his time in Jacksonville, um, and and his, he had, uh, before his time in Jacksonville, I'm sorry, he had time in Seattle. And in Seattle, he was secondary coach from 2017 to 2019. And he was a nickel specialist. Uh, and I thought that was very interesting, especially with the 49ers having changes in the nickel. Uh, they went with Jimmy Ward this year, but next year it could be Diamond or Lenore again. Uh, you got Samuel Womack. The way that nickel players are having to play so much more, it's nice to have someone like Nick Sorensen on your uh, coaching staff. So uh, I look for him to have a bigger role this season. We'll see if that ultimately happens. Uh, but the 49ers have a couple of guys here that have experience you know, as, as coaches and been on staff for a long time. So these guys understand what Kyle wants. They understand what this defense is about. And now they can work um, you know, with the new defensive coordinator to potentially fill the role that is needed. Uh, and I think that, you know, once they get that figured out and the secondary is figured out, I think this team is going to roll. So it's not a big changeover right now. D'Amico Ryans, of course, will be missed. He was fantastic. But the 49ers are doing a very, very good job of making sure they bring in guys that can fill those roles and keep elevating people that they have in their own room to be able to handle situations. Daryl Tapp, the assistant defensive coordinator, or defensive line coach, I'm sorry, uh, had a lengthy career in the NFL as a, as a player, but it looks like he could be on his way to with D'Amico Ryans to be the defensive line coach there. Well-deserved. He's been a very good coach, coaching under Chris Kacarek for the last couple seasons. He's got a lot of energy. He's very aggressive. He's fun to watch when you go to training camp. He gets after it, and he's been working with the edge rushers pretty consistently. So that could happen in the next several days as Daryl Tapp could be uh, moving on and heading out to play or to coach uh, with D'Amico Ryans for that coaching staff. But it's a lot of fun. I think Wilkes is going to bring something different, uh, a little bit more aggressive than D'Amico Ryan. So if you like aggressiveness, Wilkes is going to be that guy. But he does put pressure on the outside corners to make plays. If you're running a single high, it means those corners can sometimes be on an island in the deep routes. So Travarius Ward... Will Emmanuel Mosley be back? That's the question. Uh, Diameter Lenore and Ambry Thomas, those guys are going to have to answer the bell and and play. When you're more aggressive, it leaves you more vulnerable. We'll see how the 49ers handle it. Uh, but I like the thought of a more aggressive defense 
hopefully creating more turnovers than Wilkes' defense did last year in Carolina. Only 17 turnovers for the Carolina Panthers. 49ers had 30, so that's plus 13. That's huge differential. The 49ers were plus 13 on the year, uh, but plus 13 away from uh, from Carolina as well. Uh, so that's something that's going to have to change. They're going to have to uh, continue to force turnovers. We'll see overall what kind of talent Wilkes has to use at his disposal, but we do know some. He's going to have Nick Bosa. He's going to have Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw. Uh, those guys are going to be making plays for him. He's going to have Charverius Ward on the back end and Talano Funga. You have Pro Bowl and all pro players on that defensive uh, team and using them to the best of his abilities, what he's going to be asked to do. Been able to do it at other stops. Can he do it with the 49ers? I don't know. One thing I do know, his defenses of coverages will be multiple. His, his pressure will come more than D'Amico Ryan's. It's going to be a fun defense to watch as the 49ers look from going to number one defense under D'Amico Ryan's to what under Steve Wilkes. Going to be a fun one. But until next time, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.